Rabbit, rabbit. Rabbit, rabbit. Hi, everyone. I'm Dave Orlandi, and with me is Amit Parikh. Amit and I are senior consultants with Quest Software, and we offer up this podcast delivered the first of every month, hence the name, and discuss topics relevant to the IT industry with an emphasis around database performance. It's great to speak with you again, Amit. Yes, Dave. How are you doing today? Uh, Not bad. I drove my daughter into school this morning a little late because uh, they had a delay because of the uh, winter weather. And as we were driving in, I kind of mentioned to her that, hey, uh, I'm kind of feeling the after holiday blues, you know, not feeling quite as uppity, maybe at a little low, maybe a little less motivated. And she kind of agreed with me that, you know, you kind of have to dig a little bit deeper right after the holidays and to kind of get going and 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 take on the the work day or the work week. Ain't that the truth? In fact, I was thinking the same thing. How am I going to recharge myself after these holidays? And then all of a sudden we're now in well into January and February is upon us and time is just moving along. So absolutely, I feel the same way. It's just interesting, right, that uh, we have a few extra distractions as we come and turn over into the new year, but we always have a... Um, a priority on our mind, which is, you know, our current jobs and and the things that we do as a profession. So I definitely agree. You know, what is it that we can do to improve upon? We do a lot of reflection as well. Um, A lot of companies and corporations are going to meet and think strategically about what's ahead, uh, both for the near term and the long term as well. So um, I guess much to look forward to. But at the end of the day, uh, we're still sort of trying to kickstart ourselves into 2022. And it's it's a weird juxtaposition too, isn't it? With uh, you know, here we are trying to jumpstart ourselves, and yet time is still flying by. One way that I've found uh, is a good way to kind of refocus and uh, get that juice, if you will, is creating checklists for myself. And uh, if you remember, in our last episode, uh, Clay talked about uh, the the power of those checklists to uh, kind of get those important things accomplished one by one. Yeah, I think you need to have a checklist. And I think it was a great reminder, obviously, you know, Clay being a, a seasoned consultant and, and DBA, but in any profession or any walk of life, as you turn the chapter, as you turn the page, um, the only way that you can know where you're going or how much you've accomplished is if you have those measurements in place or if you have sort of outlined, you know, what the pathway to success might be, what it is that you're trying to achieve, what are these milestones. But a checklist is, is, at the end of the day, can really level set sort of where you should be at this current moment, right? I mean, um, <laughs> Clay mentioned, right, ignoring sort of a superstition at your peril. Well, I will even go even further by saying um, it's good to have a checklist. Ignore those at your peril. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the checklists I think are best for uh, those things that maybe aren't uh, the things that you need to do on a regular basis. And, and speaking uh, in terms of the DBA world, the hope is that you're going to automate uh, most of that. The things that, that need to be done day in and day out or week in or week out, hopefully yeah. you've automated those things. And so, you know, a great example of that is uh, database backups, right? And so maybe for, uh, maybe for conversation's sake, let's say we're talking about SQL Server backup and restore. Backups, really should be automated and should be something, you know, you set it and forget it. But do you really want to forget it? You and I were talking about this recently that uh, most everyone does remember the idea of backups and, you know, the different types being 
whether it's a, a full backup or a differential backup or maybe even uh, transaction log backups. Those are, are usually uh, set in place and good to go. But as, as we were talking about uh, recently, the, it's the restore that kind of gets overlooked, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I think that everybody has a backup and recovery strategy in place, whether it be manual or in, in what we you just described, right? Having some sort of automation put into it. You know, really, if, if you elevate this a little bit higher, where can a DBA be much more operationally efficient? And taking the case of specifically with SQL Server, you know, there are many ways you can do that in the arena of backups, right? Um, how they're scheduled, how they're maintained. We could talk about a, a lot of different facets of that, but rightly so. What often gets overlooked is the recovery of the data. So mm -hmm. we have to then think about what are these scenarios that can cause a database to be restored. I often wonder how often do we really restore the important data that we need? Just think about that for a second, Dave. Just think about your own personal data. Uh, what's on your smartphone or what, what you use in your household? What happens if it's not available? How quickly can you get to that important data? And the and chances are most people haven't tested that. Now, if you expand that, I would put my dollar down and, and, and make this bet that perhaps the same could be said in the database world, right? Or maybe, maybe I'm being a little bit too outlandish, but I, I do think that it often gets overlooked, right? How fast can we recover our data? Are we able to recover the data? First of all, can we in a valid sense do that? Yeah, you need to have that peace of mind that uh, whatever you've backed up can be restored. And so, again, it, it goes back to automation. If, if it's not automated, if you don't have maybe restores automated as well, you're probably going to have that go farther down the list in uh, testing those backups to make sure that they will restore, right? But I think the key point around automation is it's not just about automation. What it's doing is it's, it's allowing... So we just talked about, right, that when you, especially when you're turning into a new year, there's a lot of things that are floating around in one's mind around strategically and tactically what one must do. Uh, we have projects, we have deadlines, we have just our work days. What automation allows you to do is take those things that we often forget or take for granted, mm -hmm. but give us that insurance policy that it will be executed, right? So remember a few months ago, we had that podcast. I just remembered this, right? This was back earlier in 2021. Right? What happens when we're away on vacation? What, do, what, what is the insurance policy that Foglight gives us? Right. right. It's that automation. So similarly, right, being able to go in and what are some of the things that we'd want to do with the backup file to ensure that our resource process is going to be as ironclad as possible? And so as a friendly reminder to our audience, as, as most all of you know, uh, Amit and I are consultants with Quest. And so taking it from that angle, our, our mind goes to, well, what solutions can assist the DBA with this kind of thing? And if you take a look at the landscape of backup and recovery, there are a number of solutions out there. So you have the enterprise-wide, all-in-one type backup and recovery solutions. But then there are the point solutions or ones that are more specific on backing up and recovering particular things. So let's take databases, for example. I would say uh, most DBAs would probably prefer a solution that is going to be laser focused on the backup and restore of their databases and get those capabilities that make those jobs easier to do it. So 
with Quest, we offer a solution called Lightspeed, and it's a backup and recovery solution for SQL Server. And I, I think it's uh, I think it's important to make sure you're leveraging the right tools in the right way to get those very important tasks accomplished. The last thing I would say uh, about this is when I first started with Quest and was familiarizing myself with the various solutions, I was working with a peer of mine about the Lightspeed solution. And something he said really stuck with me, which was, why do we back up? It's not for fun or for your health. It's so you can recover, right? So you have the ability to recover what you've backed up if and when you need to. Yeah, and, and, and well said. I think that, you know, it really speaks volumes in terms of the, and I like to call it working capital. When you have information that's backed up, what you're doing is you're not only protecting your business, right? The data that's vital to your business's ability to perform, but also you're giving yourself a value multiplier, if you will, because you're you are allowing yourself to have interoperability with that data. We can talk about how uh, with a solution like Lightspeed, how you're able to, within SQL Server, restore the specific data that you need. So it's not only specific data within objects, but it's also specific rows of data. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is, is that um, when it comes to just manageability, and, and when you talked about automation before, what, what a lot of folks are trying to get a handle around is the total cost of their, their backup and recovery strategy, specifically around storage. So when you have functionality in place that can automate, for example, the cleanup in a very intelligent way, can go out there and can clean up files based on a time or um, whatever policy that you might feel is important for dictating how much you retain, that's going to, in a, in a long term, uh, be advantageous. Mm -hmm. So all of these things, right, are built into this solution that speak to automation, but like you said, allow you to become much more laser focused. What, what often happens with enterprise level backup solutions is that they, they want to make sure that they can be ubiquitous across the environment. So they try to take the lowest common denominators. But what often happens is, is that there's a trade-off when it comes to the efficiency of, of recovering, right, the, uh, the flexibility around recovering. So why should you have to restore an entire database, for example, if you really only want to get to a very small, important piece of critical data? Precisely. And, and Amit, uh, how many times have we spoken with customers uh, that have said that very thing? And, and yeah. uh, sometimes when you look at other solutions, e even the native solution to SQL Server, sometimes uh, that falls short, certainly with, with older versions or additions where, you know, I'm sure none of our listeners have ever done this, but maybe uh, a critical table was, was dropped uh, accidentally. And if you're left with the only option to uh, recover the entire database, that that's not trivial. Uh, that could take days or certainly several hours to recover that. Where if all you need is to recover that object, object level recovery, uh, you want to have the ability to do that and then be back up and running in minutes versus hours or days. Yeah, it, it allows you to be, remain compliant in so many more additional ways. It allows you to remain performant in so many additional ways that you just described. But really, you know, just stated, right, you're saving time. You're making your data much more interoperable, as I mentioned earlier. There's going to be lower overhead because you're able to do this directly from the backup files itself, those that you're capturing from SQL Server. And then you give yourself the peace of mind, right, because at the end of the day, 
you now know that you can recover this quickly, but also serve other needs for the business, right? Around restorability. So yeah, it's like, you know, ultimately as DBAs, these checklists, I really like what Clay reminded us about earlier is that it helps us sort of improve upon ourselves. And I think that every second counts, not only in a DBA's job, but namely these processes that we're trying to automate. Well, I couldn't agree more, Amit. As a matter of fact, I feel like this is a really great conversation. I mentioned those wintertime blues that I was having uh, at the beginning of our conversation. After this, uh, I'm, I'm feeling much better. Most definitely, Dave. Me too. And with that being said, here's to a speedy recovery. And to all our listeners, thank you so much. Please do like and subscribe to the Rabbit Rabbit podcast series.